I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Greetings, Grapple fans. After a short hiatus, the uh, the Pro Wrestling Index is back and ready for a collar and elbow tie-up as we put a headlock on all the happenings with WWE and beyond. I am your host, Danny Wales, and joined not tonight by my usual uh, on-air tag team partner, Mo Chatterjee. Unfortunately, Mo not here with us tonight, but ready to step into the breach as ever. The leg drop to my big boot. It's Sky Drinkle. There's enough cheese there for you, Guy. I, I don't expect anything else when I come on. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, I, I to, nothing tops the singing. Nothing tops the No. Well, we, you never know. You never know. <laughs> you've just, you have just you may have just inspired me. Oh, dear. And, and I didn't even announce that you'd come out of the Guy Rilla position, but there you go. Ah, that's just, that's just <laughs> usual now. I mean, Moore's, Moore's done his full Undertaker and Bray Wyatt and just buggered off out of nowhere, hasn't he? <laughs> 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 it's uh who was it oh no that was uh, roman reigns accusing people of being buried never mind <laughs> uh, so, um plenty to uh plenty for us to discuss tonight um i mean the, the trust the the dust i should say yeah as well and truly settled in in wwe since SummerSlam. Uh, and like you said, you know we, we've still got plenty to talk about. Uh, certainly over the past week or two, from from Raw and SmackDown to NXT, and a bit about the May Young Classic as well. Although we'll probably do a bit more in depth on that next week when Moore's back, because I know Moore was paying uh, particular attention to that one. Um, however, spoiler alert: we won't be delving too deeply into Raw because we will be previewing the the Raw pay per view No Mercy next week. Um, but Guy would be interested to uh, to get your thoughts on what I can see as, or what I I should say I see as a bit of a, a trend recently on, on Raw of these shoot style promos, and that includes the Miz, you know, going for it on Enzo Mori mm-hmm. uh, this past week, uh, but most notably has been the two in the front of John Cena and Roman Reigns. And that has got an awful lot of attention. So, um, I mean, we know it's scripted, really. We certainly surmise that if not all of it's scripted, then the vast majority of it is scripted. But 
you know, the way they've been teeing off on each other and the, you know, the, the lengths that they've gone to, notably uh, John Cena, mm-hmm. uh, to, to score points off each other on the microphone in the ring. It's, it's got that bit of an edge to it, hasn't it? I mean, what, what do you, what do you feel about watching it? Um, it's very enjoyable. It, it really is. I mean, I, I think people have deemed this the reality you're having, and people more so than ever know know when people have. Well, let's take Roman Reigns' uh, John Cena's drug comment to Roman Reigns. We all know he got suspended for a. I think it was a weed-related incident, apparently. So we all we all know stuff like that happens. So why not use that as certain ammunition? And it it just really it really does work, as you said. John Cena's winning every one of these because although he does speak in cliches quite a lot, he is much more of a natural talker than Roman Reigns. I mean, I think it was the first one or the contract sign when Roman Reigns seemingly uh, lost his way in the script. And it, 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 <laughs> he got his lines. Yeah, it was a tad. It was a tad embarrassing, and, and you could just a see John, John Cena. John Cena just took just took him <laughs> just took him to the cleaners there, didn't he? Yeah, but, and then then he got the crowd chanting, "You fucked up." Yeah, you fucked up. You fucked up. I mean, when, <laughs> yeah, that, when that happens, when that happens, you know it's going to be a good night. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I've re- I've really enjoyed it. I've re- I've really really enjoyed it. To be fair, I mean, we were just talking before we started recording that. Raw's upped its game quite a lot. I mean, I don't know if that's because Lesnar's about or we've got this main uh, WrestleMania level match build, but that's what it's been like. It's been a bit like one of the big pay per views is, is around the corner. But no, we've got we've got a Raw exclusive pay per view in No Mercy rather than SummerSlam that's just happened and was a tad underwhelming at parts. But yeah, it, it it's been a really good build and it, it, Raw's been really really special uh, lately it's been very good tv yeah i'd, I'd say i see i think raw picked its game up um a few months back really mm. and it's just I, I think it's it's rather than focusing on just one or two storylines they've kind of spread things out a little bit more mm. it's as though they've realized you know we need to you know we, we need to sort of engage the audience in in more than more than one or two storylines you know yeah, more exactly. than half a dozen performers and and I think it's the elevation of the tag team division that they're getting more focus and people are getting behind that. There's, you know, there's the heavy sort of influence there, the accent that they're putting on to the, to the women's division. Small word on the use of Jason <coughs> Jordan as well. He's had, a couple, yeah. he's had a couple of really good matches recently. I know his stuff with the Miz was a bit crap, but him and, him and Reigns and him and Cena was very good. Yeah, oh, the really good matches. I mean, he's he's a you know, in terms of you know technical ability, he's fantastic in in the ring. Still, still, a he doesn't have. Him, yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't have the natural charisma. He doesn't have that about him. I, I can't don't believe like. He didn't get that off his dad. <laughs> well, yeah, that storyline. I I don't. I really don't like that storyline. And and I like. I do like the fact that they started to rain. Kurt Angle in a bit. We're not seeing him coming out every sort of ten minutes, doing his "You suck" chant, you know. And, and it's like <sighs> less cheese. <clears throat> well, well, it's just kind of you really shouldn't be doing that, you know. You know, you're coming out to make if you if kayfabe, you know, kayfabe alert. If you're going to come out 
as a, an authority figure to make important uh, announcements and make uh, you know just you know these big decisions then walking out chanting along with the uh, the crowd you suck kind of takes us out of the moment you know exactly. it's yeah I mean, that's yeah a but I, I, that's I, a good point actually i, I, I didn't click on to that but Less yeah, see, even though Kurt, I, I love seeing Kurt Angle because yeah. obviously he's, less had is de- more. he's had his demons and stuff, but yeah. Yeah, less is more, and that's the thing. He is it's special having him back. It's great. We love it, but you know, it's like it's like having Christmas dinner every day of the week. You know, yeah. you get fed up after a bit, and it's let's let's keep it special. You know, and, and like you say, we see we see less of him, but we because we're seeing less of him we enjoy the you know what we do see of him and it's and it's using utilizing that sort of that charisma and and on-screen presence that he has and it's it's great and i, I like to say look I, I think they they have upped the game Indeed. in recent months and, and there is so many different storylines going on and they're intertwining a few of them uh, and the whole braun Strowman thing and uh, you know it's imagine, there's imagine a what lot it'd be like without the injuries of I mean, the revival in Samoa George, just yeah. the couple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? You know, revival, I mean, it's been unfortunate, but because of the other things that are happening in the tag division, you haven't really noticed it too much. Mm. Mm. Samoa Joe, <clears throat> you almost haven't noticed that he's not been on TV for a couple of weeks because there's so much other, th- so many other things going on. And I just think, imagine if Raw was a two-hour show. It would it really would be fantastic because then the little bits of filler and the, and the incessant adverts and all the rest of it, we have, we take them out and you have got an unbelievable, you know, a really, really high quality show. So it's, and, and it, it's you'd have less getting better. Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're going to see less of him anyway, but <laughs> yeah. welcome to Tuesday I, nights. <laughs> yeah. Well, is it? Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. I, God knows. Yeah, I I haven't watched two or five in so long. I I honestly cannot remember the last time I watched it, and it is a bit of a shame. I mean, I think if they'd have filmed two or five at full sale, you know, with with N, where they do the NXT tapings, I think in that small arena with that more hardcore audience, it probably would have got over much better. Or you know, to the to the TV audience in the way that NXT does. And it would have, must, you know, perhaps would have felt more special than it than it is. So it's a shame with what's happened there, and it's I think it's a really low ranking um, program on the network as well. well so they got rid of the talking smack because it was beaten two or five. <laughs> <laughs> so it's yeah, it's that's the thing, you know, putting it at the end of of SmackDown in a half empty arena. It's a kind of it's a show after a show. And people aren't particularly interested because of the whole way it's been presented. Everything's no, three really, hours now, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it just feels like they've really made a mess of it, and it is a real shame because it was after that uh, tournament they had last year. It was a real opportunity to do something, mm. and you know, other than you know a few people here and there, and obviously Neville as champion. Neville's been brilliant. It has been a big disappointment, and it is a shame. So, I mean, we mentioned like Enzo, and and that shoot style promo that that Miz was giving to him, um, and obviously what Miz was given was scripted to him, but 
there's there was an awful lot of truth in there, and and a lot of the rumours that going round about Enzo, you know, that not being uh, too popular at the back, and you know, being kicked out of places and all the rest mm. of it. It's you know, I mean, do you feel like that promo was just further humiliation, and and do you see like being on two or five as almost like a demotion for for Enzo? Um, I don't think there was anywhere else for him to go. I mean, on the mic, if well. He's not my cup of tea, speaking-wise, but he obviously has a a relationship with the WWE Universe. I'd probably say he's more suited to younger and probably more of an American market. Like, as British people, we were talking about the hype bros before before the pod. It was like, I, we just don't get it, do we? Um, so I'd kind of put him in the hype bro uh, market where, as British people, I don't think he just, he's not for us. So um, I think you can put him in that market, but that shoot that shoot promo obviously brought him up cheating on his girlfriend as well, which came out last week. So that that kind of went up another level there. But yeah, I agree. It's it. I don't. I wouldn't say it's a demotion, but I think it. I think it just shows his his limitations in the ring because he obviously sells a lot of merchandise. Um, he's quite popular with certain demographics and stuff, but he, he he's not. Well, he's not good enough to wrestle with two or five live people. I think he's just there as a marketing thing to try and make people watch it, really. But could you ima- could you imagine him like even even with the Miz? If we want to use him, could you imagine Enzo feuding with the Miz? Could you imagine how bad that'd be? <laughs> yeah, certainly the in ring side of it is going to be poor. I mean, I, I kind of wonder whether the future for him may be just as like a as a manager, yeah. you know, you're, you're like your Jimmy Hart, mm. you know, that is that kind of a, a build, isn't it? You know, the guy with a, with a big mouth who can talk a lot, but maybe in the sense of, you know, going back to like Bobby Heenan, you know, who was able to take a bump. He knew how to take a bump. I mean, Bobby Heenan was, was a, an absolute master at it. And, and in all honesty, I don't care how many matches Enzo has had. He'll never be able to, to have the the ring psychology and be able to take a bump in the way that Bobby Heenan could take and, and get the crowd going in that sense. But his ability to talk and be annoying and and be loud and obnoxious, you know, he could make he I think potentially that's could be what he ends up doing because like you said, he is so limited in the ring. He really is. You know, yeah. his his job was to be the guy who um you know, builds it up, who takes the beating and makes the hot tag for big cast to come in yeah. Yeah. Uh, as he was getting experience and obviously be the big guy and win the match. Well, he was, ba- he was basically a, a stunt double, wasn't he? And uh, <laughs> he was a mouthpiece and a stunt double. He was literally used to be thrown about. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I agree with the shout that he, he could be a very good manager. I mean, he could, he could probably work as a heel. I imagine he's it's very easy for him. To get people to hate him, he could work mm. as a face. Um, probably, I don't know who you could go with. I mean, him and Corbin. Corbin needs a manager. Mm. It, I, I think they're, they're hinting towards him. I think there's there's real hints, little hints here towards him moving toward uh, moving into a heel character. Mm. You know, this kind of cheating thing. So it's like either they they see you know opportunity to to replicate in some way the whole you know the whole eddie guerrero 
Right. Well, I cheat to win thing, the, the but you know, being upfront about it. To, uh, yeah, well, exa- well, yeah, exactly. You know, without a hundredth of his talent, yeah. but perhaps it, it could be a way that you know, by the time Cass comes back, they could somehow put them back together on TV, and yeah. rather than you know, be tag team partners, it's you know, that's he's his advocate, his manager, however they want to. How, however they want to package that. Like, they've only had the one feud, but Cass wasn't really working on his own. I know mm. it was a feud against Enzo, but it was a very it was very flat. Like I don't yeah. think he could carry himself. <clears throat> yeah. So I think that could work. I mean, there's there's loads there's loads of people who need manager. I mean, probably look at NXT. Roderick Strong struggles with promos. Um, Barry Corbin, as I said. Um, but, Ty Dillinger, maybe. I think he's still learning a bit. I think he's got potential on the mic. There's, there's quite a few need managers. And I, I think we talked about in the WhatsApp group that we need more managers, more stables and stuff in in um, WWE. Because I think it is, other than New Day, is there any tag team that has more than <laughs> just the two? Mm. It, it's a weird one. It's a weird one. But yeah, I, I agree that ends up... <laughs> I think he'll do a marketing job at 205 Live, but I, I don't want him as a commentator because that means I have to listen to him for two slash three hours. <laughs> um, and that would be horrendous. Yeah, but, yeah I mean, as a, man- well, as a manager, he could easily sell stuff or hit people, yeah. hated, make people popular, whatever. I think that I think that would work for him. I think, there's, I think there's definitely a future in this industry, but he, he's seemingly... On fire. he's on thin ice in certain respects, but there is something there. Yeah, definitely on thin ice. Um, but I think that that that's the thing, you know. I think used in the right way, he can be impactful, and perhaps yeah, as a manager, perhaps that can be the way that he can have some impact because clearly in the ring he is very limited, and as a commentator, I'm sorry, but no. You know, he's got his shtick that he comes out and he does, and he does that quite well. He delivers it well. But, you know, in terms of ad-libbing, no, uh, God, better. we've got enough bad commentators without adding more to the uh, more yeah, to the got, panel. Still got a tongue at a cumber. <clears throat> yeah, well, <laughs> I, I, I think they've kind of just given up on that. They've just thought, you know what, Booker T was better than yeah. him. Booker Even though Booker T... <laughs> Yeah, well, well, Booker T's good in some points, and then well, other he, points he, you just even, kind of like what? Even when he went back to Houston, they didn't bring back a tongue. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just sometimes it feels like because there's three people, it feels like I don't know, as though they they're saying each other's lines. Smackdown. You, works, you know what I mean? Smackdown works better, but mm. but, but I, you don't really need both Byron and is it Scott? I can't remember the bloody name. Well, is it? Tom, just like Phillips, the, Tom Phillips, yeah. You don't. Yeah. I don't think you need Byron and Tom Phillips. Like they kind of do the same job. Um, well, not so much because I mean Tom Phillips does the play-by-play. Byron just adds Byron, in. Byron's got little better. things here. What they always say is, I was talking to him earlier on out the back, and he told <laughs> me, and then he reels off this like you know this like corporate message, and you think. Nobody speaks like that. No, he hasn't talked. <laughs> he hasn't spoke to you. He hasn't told you that. It's just not. It's not genuine. It's not believable. And it's go back to the two man booth. 
play-by-play and a color commentator, it works so much better. Yep. It really does. Anyway, anyway, I mean, mentioning Baron Saxon and all that and SmackDown, let's switch things over to SmackDown. Um, a few bits and pieces to go through on SmackDown, but first things first, it would be remiss of me to uh, start anywhere but the final segment on SmackDown this past week. Um, the whole Shane McMahon, Kevin Owens feud moving into this um, appearance by Vince McMahon and we had Vince and Kevin Owens in the ring and for me this was just gold this was fantastic this was classic Vince McMahon it was Kevin Owens really stepping up to the plate and I've got to say guy for me this was Austin era worthy material it was you know a legit headbutt uh, and the beatdown, it was. I thought it was fantastic. It, it was, it was almost perfect because it kind of lured you into a sense of Owens is just going to get dismantled here and kind of a bit broken and kind of been ending a wet feud. But that took a very dark turn very quickly, and it was simply fantastic, as you said. It, it's PG version of Steve Austin, there, isn't it? I mean. He, there's also there's limitations what you can do, but he nutted a 70 plus year old man <laughs> and just beat the crap out of him. I mean, when you've got Stephanie, met, obviously it's kind of breaking kayfabe again where Stephanie's meant to be on Raw, but she she's came out and stuff like that. Uh, it, it it just worked perfectly, and it Kevin I don't think Kevin I think Kevin Owens has been fine on SmackDown, but to to propel him into the main event picture, which I imagine most people would agree he should be a main event talent. This is the sort of thing that needed. He, he, need, yes. he, need, he needed to up his game with some more, not Shane McMahon, because obviously he's very cliched at the moment, but having Vince come back on the B show for, Smack, for WWE, that's what SmackDown is, let's be honest. It, it just made it, made it feel special. It made Kevin Owens feel special, and he should, because... He's probably, I think he's probably one of the under, more underappreciated talents at the moment. Yeah, I'd, I mean, you know, you say this breaking, breaking character, Stephanie McMahon being there. I mean, we obviously there was the May Young Classic final one afterwards and hmm. everything like that, but purely for her to seemingly break character, obviously, you know, is all part of the show, obviously, but that itself adds to the to the show it all adds to to what the magnitude of of what you were seeing on your screen yeah and you know th- this this was made to feel it almost it similarities there for me you can draw parallels to to the whole um Steve Steve Austin and Mike Tyson event mm-hmm. where they're announcing Tyson and Austin comes out and the way that the, the ring filled with officials and the way that it broke down, obviously you know that it's predetermined, you know it's a show, but it felt real. It yeah. felt believable. It felt like, you know, maybe this isn't actually supposed to happen. Maybe this is, you know, this isn't actually part of the show. And and that, when when wrestling does that, that, that's, that for me is when the magic happens. Yeah. 
the question is here: there's, where do you think this leads? Do you think this does lead to him? I don't know. Ho- hopefully, hopefully feuding with Nakamura in the future for the WWE title, or or can you, for example, see Triple H getting involved? I mean, would a face Triple H versus Kevin Owens work? I think that'd be quite an interesting one. Obviously, Shane McMahon's going to be in the uh, hell in the cell, so that's going to be pretty damn excited. But mm. it, I think this I think this opens quite a lot of doors for uh, for Kevin Owens' future. I I bloody hope I hope he beats Shane. I mean, if he if he loses, I think that'll be a bit that'll screw him over a, for a, a bit yeah. Of a bit of I, I think it would yeah I think it would it wouldn't be a good decision, you know, for for Kevin Owens to lose an actual match to uh, to Shane. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, you're mentioning like Triple H, and I do kind of wonder quite where they could take this. I, I, you know, whether or not it's yeah Triple H as a face because because of Triple H's involvement with NXT and so much behind the scenes, people, you know, that the fans do kind of perceive him as as a, as a baby face, really. Mm. Yeah. So it's it's doable, but I wonder, having seen before, you know, the connections with Triple H. Whether there's even the possibility of it, you know, it presented as some kind of like a hostile takeover mm. that, you know, Triple H taking over. That's a good show. You know, it's, it has, that's the thing. It potentially has lots of possibilities where they could go. But the only thing we got to hope there is they don't screw it up Pretty and much. end up, you know. Yeah, this is an opportunity to make Shane look great. For what reason? Because he's not a full-time wrestler. Shane, Meanwhile, Shane winning clean. That's, that's what we're going, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and then you end up you end up with your actual full-time guy not looking so clever out of it. And yeah, that's the thing. It's it's where you take it, but you know the decisions that are made along the way and and how people are perceived. Because this potentially, yeah, it, it's. It's another big storyline for WWE. It's another thing to make money from. So, hopefully, let's let's hope they they certainly uh, continue to take it in the right direction. I mean, but speaking of you know uh, bad directions, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've, we've got Dolph Ziggler on the list, and we. But first, I want to talk about Bobby Roode. Now, we came to SmackDown. Obviously, a lot of pomp and ceremony. Lots of people very happy that he's there. And then suddenly we don't see him for a couple of weeks. He tweeted out earlier in the week, you know, SmackDown is going to be glorious. You know, look forward. Where's Bobby Roode? Nowhere to be seen. Um, I've got to say I'm a bit curious by this. Um, unless it's part of, you know, it's a smart way of, of because he was initially brought in knowing that the fans were pop for him presented as a bit of a baby face. Maybe this is a, a way to, uh, to switch him over and get him heel. Um, possibly, but I mean, I, I still think it's going to lead to him versus Ziggler in, in a painful, horrendous way. <laughs> um, I've got, I've got to say that when Ziggler was doing his, this stupid thing that they've got him doing now with the multiple um, introductions, the uh, the entrances, I, I must admit that was what I was expecting to happen. 
Yeah, I, that's the same for me. I think it still can lead to that because I think there's he's one week away from doing Bobby Roode's entrance and then, then they have a scrap and then it leads to a probably what will be a crap match at Hell in a Cell because Hell in a Cell is it's in, it's in the middle of October isn't it so there's quite a while to go for that I think that's right I'm not sure uh, so there is quite a while to go for Hell in a Cell so you can easily make a feud happen um, mm. but yeah I, I think they'll, I, I don't know I, I, I haven't watched an XT since he lost to Roderick Strong has he been on there if you know yeah, he did. He did make a couple of appearances. Uh, he made one final NXT TV appearance, uh, kind of officially like buying that, uh, bowing out. Yeah. And then he's made a couple of appearances on the road. Right. You know, just kind of fulfilling, and then you know, I guess sort of paying homage, you know, to uh, to the fans because he was he was listed as as being uh, yeah. on that tour. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, just fulfilling the obligations. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I mean that, that's the thing is that you, you can almost see it coming a mile off that we are going to get a feud here that uh, you know, yeah. it's not going to help either guy. That that's the thing from it, yeah. you know. Who does it help and how does it help them? It's not really going to help them because Bobby Roode is is over, yeah. you know, and he's he's very good on the mic. You know he's got a he's got a solid character. He obviously he's got a very popular entrance, but he's um you know he's an experienced worker. He knows what he's doing in the ring. You know he, he he's a he's a really good technician. You know he have he'll have good solid matches. Dolph Ziggler is very good in the ring. Um, not a fan of his mic work. No idea where his character is, and unfortunately he's been buried. For about three years, you know, he was beaten into (laughs) yeah, beaten into obscurity. So fans don't particularly care about him. So there's nothing really to be gained for Bobby Roode for for you know taking on a guy who's who's, Bobby Roode's supposed to come in and feel a big deal. So why is he get why would he get involved with a guy right down the bottom end of the card? And that's the the question. And what's to be gained from that to having a fifty fifty match with him? What did Nakamura? get from battling with the uh, with Ziggler <laughs> nothing I mean you look you look at you look at the Smackdown card I mean if you want I know Rusev's been kind of destroyed as well but Rude versus Rusev could work if you go in the face mark Rude versus Orton I mean <clears throat> when he was at TNA I imagine that was probably a dream match in certain respect um, he's, he's, a, he's well known enough to not have to be built by a crap feud. I mean, you saw it with Corbin, he feuded with Ziggler, Nakamura feuded with Ziggler, pretty much anyone who's came up from NXT feuded with Ziggler. It's not needed with Bobby. He's experienced, he's known, he's popular. He's ready to. He's ready for a ready-made star. Pim versus Orton would make sense to me. Hopefully Orton as the heel, but that's another issue. Um, but yeah, so, someone of that, I, I'm not sure... SmackDown's roster is not the biggest, but him versus Sami Zayn, probably both of them need to win their next few. Um, but in the future, I think that could work. But yeah, there's, there's loads of routes that could go with Ruth, but to come back to just to, to always have Ziggler as your first feud from NXT, 
is one predictable and two a bit crap. Yeah, which is that whole thing with <clears throat> with Ziggler and this, you know, this multiple entrance thing and you know, cry assing at the fans and I'm not this and just like oh, it, it's 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 really it doesn't make for good TV. Nobody the the big thing is, and and it is a real shame, but nobody cares. And that is the thing. People stopped caring about Ziggler a long time ago. And they stopped caring because WWE didn't give them a reason to care anymore. So that is I mean, that's down to them. You know, people did care about him, they wanted to get behind him. You know, and he is a talent in the ring. He can put on some fantastic matches. But the way that they booked him, people stopped caring. And then they, they, they actually fixed him with the Miz. And then it just went, it just went, it fell off straight yeah, away. It was just a short term, a very short thing. You know, it was only because you thought that was it. You know, that the threat that that would be it, he'd be done. That was the only people, the reason why people, you know, cared at all was because potentially this could be it. They saw him as moving on. Yeah. So. It's it's a shame, like you say, you know, he can do it in the ring, but we people just don't care anymore. We stop caring. He's been beaten is, to the point where we don't care. All this gimmick is doing is just highlighting what he's bad at. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. It's doing the opposite of what they want. Exactly. What, what yeah. they should have done is just have him come out to to just basically a spotlight and then just rest. If they wanted, if they wanted to do this, and then he can well, bitch him more. The, him coming out as the Fucking Ultimate Warrior. That is embarrassing. I, I, yeah. I, th- I think I've read they had the Ultimate Warrior's family's um, permission, which is good, but it, it was just bloody well, stupid. Th- that in itself <clears throat> is reassuring that they at least thought, hmm, we might offend somebody here. Let's, yeah. you know, let, let's just check this out and, yeah, sure it up first. So, th- yeah, okay. Fair enough doing that. <clears throat> but, yeah, it's. He's not getting anything from it, and it's just, oh my god, it's you're just wasting ten minutes of a two-hour show. Pretty much, and that's and that's not including the adverts. So I mean, you've got people yeah, like enough. Sammy Zayn not wrestling, and then you've got this crap. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> this is it. You know, you look around SmackDown, and, and yeah, they don't have the biggest roster, and the women's championship has kind of took a wow. little bit of a. A back step, it feels like. Car- um, I think the most interesting part of it. <laughs> yeah. She, she's got James Ellsworth on a fucking dog leap. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I do wonder whether this is an intentional thing. They're kind of, you know, they're almost bringing that down, smoothing it to the side. I, I do wonder whether we've there's, there's something else in mind for the future here, mm. maybe in the next sort of four to six weeks coming up. Uh, talking of titles, um, you know we spoke about this before beforehand. We, you know we've we've seen the return of the US title challenge. I mean, how do you feel that's working now in the guise of AJ Styles instead of uh, John Cena? Do you think it's working well? Um, yeah, it's just a shame that it's got Corbett involved because I don't like him. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's I think it's worked with Ty Dillinger, especially he was obviously. Um, he wasn't on TV since his call with release. He had 
the odd match, probably. <laughs> I think he had that little thing where he was in a tag team with Sammy Zayn. That, that kind of stopped quickly. But yeah, I think it's done well in getting Ty Dillinger as a, as a legit person. Um, it's just a shame that it's seemingly going to be Corbin, and then it'll probably end up being a triple threat match at the pay-per-view. Um, mm. I, I, they can't just bring people up from NXT willy-nilly, but Corb, for me, Corbin needs surgery as well. Him him getting carried in the ring by AJ Styles isn't going to help his development. And no. Having a war of... AJ is good on the mic, but Corbin... It, He's still gonna he's still gonna get shown up by someone who's good on the mic and not even great on the mic. So I don't think it's gonna I don't think it'll help Corbin. I think he needs as, as I've been saying, he needs he needs a mouthpiece or he just needs to shut up and hurt people. Or future endeavours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I don't, there, there is something there, there is something with Corbin, but Yeah. They've done him very wrong. Yeah, there's a genuine heel character there, without yeah. a shadow of a doubt. Um, suggestions are that there's issues with his attitude and um, popularity backstage, and yeah, he could he could potentially help himself more. But I mean, the Ty Dillinger one—that's an interesting one, you know, because like you said, he he came up. It was obviously he was quite over with the fans. That was popular, but they've not really done anything with him. He disappeared off the screens, and 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 my feeling was that. They shouldn't have brought him up. I said at the time, I, di- I didn't want him to come up. I thought it, the opportunity was there to really build him at NXT, that after Nakamura was gone, he, you know, he could rise up, win the championship, and in the process, you know, actually make him a bigger deal coming across. And it's not to say that he's, you know, he's a future main event or anything like that, because I don't think he is. I think he is a mid-card talent, but at least build him up to the point in NXT where him coming up to SmackDown would actually mean something and you'd get more out of it than, like you say, you know, a couple of tag matches with Sami Zayn and then what do we do? Not really sure. How we have forgotten a great feud with Aiden English. <laughs> um, Jesus. They had a feud? I think it was the I think it was the pre-show feud for a few of them. <laughs> uh, see, I don't watch pre-shows. Oh man, I mean, you you missed like the hype bros and stuff. Um, <laughs> I yeah. will continue not to watch <laughs> pre-shows then. Hey, they're splitting up now. You can now watch. I can't remember his bloody name. Zach Ryder. What's what's the big speed? Oh, jumping? annoying something. Uh, annoying guy. Big loud annoying guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, know. you're gonna that that'll probably be pretty sure feud. Yeah. Yeah. Hoof, hoof, hype, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. God, detest. Absolutely detest <laughs> this character. I'm sorry, I really do. I don't like him at all. Uh, so, like, I mean, well, actually, before we get on to, um, I was going to talk about the tag team titles, you know, because they've swapped over. I mean, the Usos have been fantastic, mm. so, you know, in recent months. Um, them and them and New Day have been having a really good feud. I mean, the new day have got the tag titles back. We'll talk. Okay, we'll talk about that f- first, and then we'll get on to Chad Gable and Charlotte and Benjamin while we're on the tag team division. And let's let we'll compare thoughts of, of quite where we think that one's going. But first off, then tag team titles changing hands again. Um, are you a fan of that? Um, I can see why they've done it. 
uh, obviously want to keep the want to keep the feud going because there's not really an alternative as we'll probably come on to there's not many other tag teams that are relevant i mean you've got the fashion police who are uh, popular for the off out of ring work um I think there is I think there is potential there and as you said Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin's just started and other than that not really anything else but yeah obviously this feud's going to get stale at some point but they keep they keep performing in the ring I mean you don't have to watch the promos and stuff but if they keep entertaining in the ring it's going to be good obviously you want it to move you want it to move on at some point but it 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 it, it still works for me it's fine it's fine it's great and uh, yeah. obviously, obviously Xavier Woods is. I think he he looks like he's been injured, so he's been off off screen a little bit more. Um, so it's taken a more interesting twist. But obviously, because there's three of the new day, you can keep having different types of matches. You mentioned there that you know that you can't, you know, they can't fight each other forever, and that that's a good point. I mean, ju- just how much more shelf life does this feud have? I I don't think it's going to happen, but it would have been good to have seen this feud ended actually in Hell in a Cell. I, I don't know. I don't know if there has been a tag team Hell in a Cell match, but that would have been a good first time thing because this feud this has been one of the best. This has been this feud been carrying SmackDown for, for a while. Has I mean, it's carried their half of the pay per view two times in a row now. Mm. Summer, SummerSlam it was one of the only good matches, and. I can't. What was it? Was it, oh God, was it Battleground before that? <laughs> um, oh, we shall not speak about that. <laughs> have, you, have you still got your subscription? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've resubscribed since then. I've forgiven them. Uh, but yeah, this feud, this feud obviously carried SmackDown at pay per views for a while, and I think it would have been good. Not, not probably not as a main event, but it, it's a big deal. I mean, we saw with the woman, the women's uh, Hell in a Cell match from last year. It is a big deal. And it would have been good for that, but I don't think it will be because uh, stupid reasons. But I, I think it's got one more pay per view in it before you have to stop. Yeah, that, I think you know. Yeah, Helen is all that. That logically could be the good, the good way to end it. So Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin. Then I mean, talk about two guys thrown together on TV <laughs> to try and what can we do? Um, do you, do you think there's a future there, or do you think this is, you know, purposely thrown up together on, on TV, so that we, you know, that this actually develops into a feud, or, you know, a potential character change for Chad Gable or something? Um, I think the end game is to get Chad Gable over. I I don't know how long that'll be, um, but I think this can work. I mean, it, I think it has to work, as we just said. There's to only two, maybe three, if you're going to count the Fashion Police relevant tag teams at the moment. Um, so I think they, I think they need to have their spot in the, in the tag team division, just, even if it's just for, I don't know, six months or so, probably less. So I think, I think eventually it'll have Shelton Benjamin versus Chad Gable in some in some um, shape or form but I think I think they'll get I think they'll get to title contenders maybe even win it if, if they gel I think that's the main thing is is how they how they gel as a team I mean Shelton Benjamin's not really famed for his charisma but Chris Gable was the uh, talker for Jason Jordan so I think it, I think it could work on paper but yeah it, it does seem a bit cheesy oh your ex-partner's 
on screen son mate is now your tag team partner it's like okay <laughs> <coughs> yeah yeah we, yeah less said about that the better mojo rollies <laughs> is bloody names oh god yeah annoying i prefer even annoying names, guy even names is even his names annoying yeah mojo just yeah sorry but no <laughs> no joe no <laughs> no hey <laughs> uh, so switching over to nxt and we have we've seen the the end of asuka i mean it quite a different way to do it because normally i mean it's it's the good thing about NXT, well, lots of good things about NXT, but one of the particular things that I really do like about NXT is is the way that it's um, it's it's presented in almost like your traditional territory style, mm. where the you know you know, someone if someone was moving over to another territory, they they do the honors that you know they will if they're the champion they'll lose. Uh, pass over the belt to someone else, you know, lose the belt and then probably have a return match, you know, just to signify that the champion is that, you know, validating the champ, the new yeah. champion, you do the honors, you know, and that's, that's, you know, it's tradition. That's what you do when you leave in town, go to another one. And it's the, that kind of mentality that they've had in NXT. And it's been a thing, you know, the, the, the NXT champion does the honors and quite often they'll validate the new champion as well by losing them to, losing to them in a, in a return match. And then they move on to, to the main roster or it's, you know, part of their transition to the main roster in the case of Kevin Owens. So they've always done that. But with Asuka, very different. And they're actually thinking about it. It could be, you know, potentially this could be a big thing, and that Asuka has never lost, yeah. and she's had to relinquish her title through through injury, but they they curiously didn't really talk about the injury in the, in the ceremony where she was handing over the title. Everybody came through from the back, applauded at the top of the the ramp. Ember Moon comes down, they embrace, and it's it, kept, it felt quite genuine. So, um, it's. It's clearly been presented as a big thing, and they're talking. They're talking about her, you know, in, in negotiations with Raw and SmackDown as to what her next destination will be. I mean, do you which which do you see her going to then? I mean, um, it's is the is the is the is the one way you you think she'll go, or, or one way you prefer her to go? Are they the same? Well, one she, and the same? She actually got confirmed for Raw this week. Uh, so you must have missed that one, Andy. Oh, you're joking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's on, she's uh, got confirmed for Raw, and uh, I was I think I was reading uh, an interview with Dave Meltzer where he said obviously SmackDown's a bit deeper in the women's division. Probably yeah, not. you caught me out there. Yeah, because I know that the room. Well, there were strong rumours that she would be heading to SmackDown. Just, throw, so, just, just trying to throw you off there, Andy, aren't we? Yeah, <laughs> uh, but, uh, I think it, I think it makes <laughs> make sense to go to Raw. I mean, mm. you've you've obviously got Emma in a fatal four way. I mean, I like Emma. She she's clearly got talent, but they haven't done anything to build her into a into a title match thing. And beyond uh, Bailey, Alexa, and Sasha and Naya, not much there. And obviously, we've seen that. Since Charlotte's left, we've seen that 
group of matches on replay for so bloody long. It it needs something new. And and just a point on what you brought up there, obviously Asuka leaving uh, via injury, it, I think it's perfect. I think it I think it brings a new level of fear and intrigue into the uh, women's division on the on the Raw, and it obviously keeps keeps up her gimmick. And she, it may have been a bit long drawn, but she made that title the most um, prestigious title in WWE, not NXT, but in WWE. The women's title was the the most interesting. It meant the most. I mean, we. You and more, and even myself, and the other time we've talked about how titles change hands too often, and year year long streaks and massive streak championships, if they're done properly, they can be they can be do wonders for the title. And that's what that's what Asuka's done here. I think it, the women the NXT Women's Championship means a hell of a lot now, and um, compared to compared to when it was Paige, Charlotte, Char- I know Sasha and Bailey had big matches. After this streak, it, it was it was brilliant, and uh, yeah. her, her going to Raw. I mean, she did. She, I don't hope well. Hopefully, the casual crowd takes to her, but she she's a great talent, and it'll be interesting to see her work with Sasha, who we've not seen. And um, she's she's carried Naya in a match. I mean, her and Bailey had. I, I wouldn't say a disappointing match, but they could have had better. So there's still room there, and Alexa's improving every week. So mm. there, there's quite a there's quite. A few interesting ways to go, really. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I was unaware that they'd actually confirmed her. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that, you know, that the rumours are there was or there were strong rumours about her going to SmackDown. But I, I've got to say, I, I my preference would have been going to Raw, not just for for the, you know, like you're saying, you know, the the difference in the depth of talent on the on the individual rosters, but also that we've got Shinsuke Nakamura on SmackDown. And there's this kind of unique Japanese talent, not relying on the mic skills. And, uh, you know, it's about the charisma and there's something about them that you can't quite put your finger on, but they feel special. And I think to have two people, you know, that and them kind of characters on the same show, it would have taken the edge off each other. So I think having one on one show and one on the other, I think also helps them and helps the shows as well. So yeah, it, I, I'm glad. Then if she's if they've confirmed that, then I'm glad she is going to Raw because I do think that makes more sense. Yeah, and and I think also with Stephanie being at Raw and having such an influence over you know what's going on creatively. Divas revolution. <laughs> well, yeah, whatever they want to call. It, but I think obviously with you know she's married to Triple H, so yeah. who better? to have an influence on how to portray that character and get that across than, you know, than the wife of the guy who's just masterminded, you know, her rise and domination of yeah. NXT and, and really getting that character over without her having to do much in the way of promos. Yeah. And, and it's, and yeah, there's, there's something there there, there is, there is something special there. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's um, if it's Nia Jax that ends up with that title. I mean, that that's the thing. I mean, you mentioned about title changes. That women's championship has continued to flip flop back and forth. Yeah. You know, it was embarrassing actually. You know, Sasha wins it, and then 
you know, she she loses it on her first defence again, you know, and, and it's back then, and forth, back and a, forth. Then she did a shoot uh, interview or a podcast, I think, where she's saying it's getting it's getting stupid now that she's not holding it for more than a week. And I, I can un- understandable frustration because Sasha, mm. Sasha should be a great champion, but if we go back to Asuka, I think the I think the the WrestleMania moment will be her versus Charlotte, won't it? I, I think that I know I know it'll probably be after the next draft, so maybe um a year on from this the coming WrestleMania might be then, but that I think her versus Charlotte probably could be one of the best women's feud going like well ever. there's always there's always the royal rumble where um you know the 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 two rosters come together uh, so who knows have, who knows have a women's R- royal rumble where they stare down and all that crap <laughs> but uh I, that could be a good shout though for for uh for a wrestlemania moment Asuka mm. and charlotte it certainly could be and who knows who else could be on there by then i mean just briefly on on the Mae Young Classic, I, I know you've not really sort of not seen much of it. I I haven't watched all of it, but um, obviously you've watched the final uh, with uh, Kyrie Sane beating uh, Shayna Baszler, and I'd watched all the first round matches and immensely enjoyed the bracketology. That that's you know it's such. It's such a good concept. It really is that. Um, gets a lot of people over, gets them into the to the uh, to the fans, gets across who they are and all the rest of it. I've got to say that there's at least at least half a dozen of people of of performance performers in that May Young Classic that have potential to be stars for. For NXT, for the WWE, you know, there's Lacey Evans, who we've seen on NXT. She definitely has something about her that we saw Piper Niven from Scotland. She's got a very different look. She has the potential to be a star. Uh, Rhea Ripley definitely has star potential. Uh, there was Tony Storm from Australia, another one with with star potential. Then we've seen uh, Jazzy Gaber from Germany who definitely is is star i mean the the crowd were all over her she she could be a star right now so you know the in terms of what they'll be looking to achieve from that tournament WWE it certainly exceeded expectations to to my mind because you can you could look just from the first round matches you can see straight away you know, there, there's six to eight performers easily who could walk straight into NXT, and there you have there you have a women's division to be taken very very seriously. You know, Asuka's gone. This is the new generation, plus some of the people that are, are already there and rising. You know, that potentially NXT could become very very exciting for for women's wrestling. So it's it, it's I think it was mentioned in commentary. That I think by JR, that women's wrestling has never been stronger in WWE, mm. and it'll only get stronger. And I've got to say, guy, I absolutely agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I haven't re- I, I haven't watched any of it to be honest. Well, I didn't realize it was already the final. Uh, but I, I'll probably watch um, the bracketology and then probably from the quarterfinals on. But yeah, 
it, it's the injection. It'll be the injection that the women's division needed. I mean, we just talked about Asuka there and the uh, Raw's lacking depth. Smackdown's, it's got more depth, but let's be honest, it's lacking people who um, you actually want to see. I mean, Natalia's the champion. She's not really done anything for it. I mean, Naomi's a bit boring. She can go in the ring, but she's a bit of a boring character. Um, and then, it's just hard. It's hard. I mean, the only ones who've... Re- I think Charlotte's the only one who's a star at the moment. Right? Alexa Bliss has done very well, but Charlotte's the only one who's probably um, gone above the women's division in terms of superstardom. I know I know they're now called superstars. Charlotte's a big, a big name. The rest are still, I don't want to say a second, a secondary show, but it's not, it's like, it's like lower card stuff still, whereas Charlotte's main event. And, and that's what, that's what it needs. It needs people like Asper. You need to find the new people who are Asper and Charlotte, because the the women's revolution or whatever they're going to call it has, it, it is a bit flat. And having this new breed of talent and whether it's Renek, the Raw, SmackDown, it's needed and it's a very good thing. And I, I, and when I get round to watching it, I hope that I hope the matches are very good because sometimes sometimes it's a bit crap. And um, with the cruiserweight, it highlights the very good points of what wrestling can be. And I hope I hope it does the same there. And uh, I will get I will get round to watching it. And I I hope it has more success than the cruiserweight division's gone on to because two or five live and all that's a joke. And uh, Hopefully the women's division doesn't get segregated and turned into a, a freak show. <laughs> no, well, that's the thing. It has the advantage that it's not, you know, defined and restricted by weight classes um, that they can go in and just be a part of a division. And I've got to say, I, th- I think the benefit of this May Young Classic is that th- this is not just, you know, where NXT or people are coming in from, you're predominantly coming up from the performance center and, you know, they're all learning from the same people and all learning the same style, doing the same things. You call in on different women from a different, different parts of the world, different styles, different influences, different training, different, different uh, abilities, different experience. You know, they, they already know what they're doing. They've already got established characters, a lot of them. So I, I just think it adds a, more it adds more mm. to that division in the same way that they're, they're bringing in well. yeah but in the same way that they brought in independent stars into yeah. you know to the the male roster in nxt and it just it adds a little bit of something to it and probably for me as well also helps those coming through the performance center to experience mm. these different styles and, and learn different ways of working so uh, for me it's all for the better but in in a bit more about some of the match quality and, and a few of the particular members of that. Uh, once we're back next uh, next week, yes, we will be previewing No Mercy, but uh, more we'll be able to tell you a little bit more about um, a few of those names that I've mentioned because obviously he he he's your wrestling historian. He, he knows he's more familiar with uh, with the names around the world than I am, and he'll be able to tell you that little bit more about them. So uh, that that's all to look forward to to next week, uh, which brings us nicely to the end actually, because uh, we're about out of time. So 
This was meant to be half an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it never is. Uh, it never is. So, yeah, so I guess that just that wraps up this edition of the Pro Wrestling Index here on the Anfield Index podcast channel. And don't forget, folks, uh, should you want to, you can always keep in touch with us on Twitter at PW underscore index. Uh, do give us a follow, get in touch with us, and we'll try and do a bit more on there as well. Uh, give us your, share us your thoughts about things that are going on and any questions you want answering and all the rest of it, do that. Um, but, Guy, thanks for stepping into the breach. All right. Hopefully, um, more will do his big return. He'll be like, just let us hit his um, theme music hit after a mission. Yeah. <laughs> he's just doing a Bobby Roode, isn't he? Teasing exactly. us that he was going to be on and then he's waiting until next week. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so. So my thanks, my thanks to Guy. Um, as always, uh, our thanks to all of you for for listening in and hitting that download button. But until next week, from me, Andy Wales, it's bye bye now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.